My name is Pablo Jimenez, and it is my pleasure to present a sermon titled On Mental Slavery, preached at New Green Church of God of Prophecy in Mandeville, Manchester, Jamaica. The prophet said that everything was going to be fine, but we didn't know what to believe. The prophet came into our lives some time ago. Although he did not grow up among us. You see, we had never heard of him until he came back from Midian, the place where he had escaped from Egypt. And he told us his story that appears in your Bibles in the second chapter of the Exodus. He was born a Hebrew. He was born a Hebrew from a Hebrew woman back in the days where the government had a genocidal policy of killing all the male boys that were born for the Hebrew population. But God made a miracle. And this baby was saved from the waters of the Nile River and was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And God provided that his own mother became his nurse. And that explains the name of this character, Moses, which means he who was saved from the waters. That made him different. He was one of us, but he was also one of them. He was a Hebrew, but he was also an Egyptian. He was a slave, but he was also a master. Imagine that. A young Hebrew man who spoke two languages and moved in two different cultures. At the very beginning, he looked like an Egyptian. He acted like an Egyptian. He dressed like an Egyptian. He looked like all the other masters. But then, he came of age. And when you come of age, you begin to question yourself, who am I? And he began to explore his own identity. Who am I? Who am I? He needed to know who he was. And in the process of figuring it out, he began to explore his Hebrew roots. And an incident happened. He came to a point where there were some Hebrew men who were being harassed by an Egyptian master. And he killed the Egyptian master. And he thought that the Hebrew men were going to acclaim him as a savior. But they rejected him too. So Moses left the country. According to the book of Exodus, chapter 2, he left the country. And according to chapter 3, he went to a land called Midian. And there he became a shepherd. Trying to escape. Trying to escape his situation. But we human beings cannot escape our situations. We human beings cannot escape forever. We human beings have to face reality. 
And one day, he was tending his sheep. And he saw a little thorny bush that was in flames, but yet was not consumed by the flames. And Moses thought that there was a spirit, an evil spirit there. He tried to cast it. And in order to cast out that evil spirit, he asked for the name of the spirit. But it was not a little spirit. He was not a demon. The one who was manifesting himself was the God of Israel. And God spoke to him and said, Don't ask for my name. Because I am. I have been. And I will be. I am the God of your fathers. And this is a holy land. So take off your sandals. He came back to us. But we, he, when he came back to us, he was different. He didn't look like an Egyptian anymore. He dressed like us. He spoke like us. But yet, he was still different. You know why? Because he didn't think like us. He didn't think like us. He didn't think as a slave. He didn't have that mental slavery that we had learned from the Egyptians. You see, the Egyptians had taught us that we were inferior. That our color made us inferior. That our language made us inferior. That our ethnicity made us less valuable than others. The Egyptians taught us that we were born to obey. That we could never be free. And that we would never amount to anything. For the Egyptians, we were like little children. That's why they would call even the old Hebrew men boys. They want us to be dependent on them. Thinking that in order to secure food and work and a roof over our heads, we have to be the servants. We think like that. But Moses doesn't think like that. He speaks about freedom. He says that we are not slaves, but God's special own people. And Moses is willing to do something that we're not. He's willing to demand our liberation. You see, we are afraid. But Moses is not afraid. So he did something unthinkable. We thought that he was a crazy man. He went to Pharaoh's palace and demanded, let my people go. And he did wonderful things. And the Pharaoh brought his sorcerers and they made all sorts of tricks. But Moses was more powerful and they thought that Moses was a very powerful magician or sorcerer. But they didn't realize that Moses was not a magician but a man of faith and that all those supernatural signs were made by the God up in heaven. It wasn't Moses' power but God's power. So after a long struggle, Pharaoh 
let us go. But he paid a very high price. In the process, his own firstborn son, his oldest son, died because of Pharaoh's stubbornness. And he was still in mourning when he decided to let us go. And we rapidly took everything we had, everything we had, and walked out of Egypt toward the promised land. And we were expecting a land so rich that it would seem to distill milk and honey. We escaped. And we were all so happy that we had escaped until we felt the land shaking under our sandals. Only one thing could make that rumble. The Egyptian army was coming. The Egyptian army was coming. Pharaoh had changed his mind. He had sent his troops to trap us, knowing that we had in front the sea. It was a death trap. We knew that we were going to die that day, either by the sword or by the waters. But Pharaoh once again failed to plan for God's power. Because you see, when people are in sin, they fail to plan for God. A mighty wind came and parted the waters, and we crossed the sea. And when the army came to trap us, they were the ones trapped by the waters. Their war horses and their chariots got stuck in the mud. And when the waters came back to their usual level, thousands of Egyptians died. We were happy, not because of the death of thousands, but because of our own liberation. So we sang and we danced, as you all do in the Caribbean. We sang and we danced, led by Mary, the sister of Moses. And she sang, saying, I will sing to the Lord for an overflowing victory, horse and rider he threw into the sea. The Lord is my strength my power. He has become my salvation. This is my God whom I will praise. The God of my ancestors who I will acclaim. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he hurled into the sea. His elite captains were sunk in the reed sea. The deep sea covered them. They sank into the deep waters like a stone. Your strong hand, Lord, is dominant in power. Your strong hand, Lord, shatters the enemy. With you, great search, you overthrow your opponents. God is worthy of our praise. God has indeed raised a strong arm to defend us. And after such a victory, we began to walk again full of joy. And we had marvelous signs. 
There was a cloud over us during the day to protect us from the sun. And that cloud during the night turned into a pillar of fire to lead the way. But the desert was a difficult place, a hard place to travel. Soon we were thirsty and we were hungry. And all the old doubts from the slave mentality came back. You see, we had left Egypt, but Egypt had not left us. We still had the voices of the masters in our heads saying, you cannot do it. You will never amount to anything. You cannot survive. You cannot survive. You cannot survive. And we began to doubt. Is it true? Are we an inferior race born to serve and obey? And we turned against the prophet. We did turn against the prophet. We began to accuse him mercilessly. We said awful things about Moses, fearing that instead of leading us to a promised land, he was leading us to a death trap. After three days, we were so thirsty that we were demanding water. So we arrived to a place where there was a stream and we were happy. We left everything. We ran to the waters, but the water smelled. They smelled bad. They had a stench of death to them. The waters were bitter, so bitter that we called the place Bitterness in our language, Mara. So the prophet said, let's keep on walking. Are we stubborn people said, no, we're going to stay here because there's water. But the prophet said, you cannot drink it. We know we cannot drink it, but there's no water either in other places. So keep on walking. No, we're going to stay here. We need the water. But can you drink it? No, we cannot. We were like stubborn children. You know, there are people who decide to abide in bitterness. There are people who make their home in bitterness. And there are people who want what they want when they want it. Not thinking about other possibilities. So the prophet spoke to God and God ordered the prophet to yank a tree and to throw it in the waters. And when the prophet did that, the waters became sweet. We were happy thinking that we had forced God's hands. And after drinking, we kept on walking and then we felt like fools. You know why? Just a couple of minutes away from the bitter waters, we found a paradise. Elim had 12 streams of sweet water and 70 palm trees. We were were so foolish trying to stay in the little bit of bitter water when God had a feast for us a little more ahead.
That was the first lesson from the desert. Mara is not forever. Bitterness is not forever. We are not supposed to abide in bitterness. You cannot make your house in bitterness. You cannot dwell in bitterness. You have to keep on walking because God has 12 streams of sweet water and 70 palm trees for us. But a little while later, the fear began to betray us again. And fear distort your memories. Hear that again. Fear distorts your memories. So we began remembering things that never were. We said the following to Moses and Aaron. Oh, how we wish that the Lord had just put us to death while we were still in the land of Egypt. There, we could sit by the pots cooking meat and eat our fill of bread. Instead, you have brought us into this desert to starve this whole assembly to death. But it was all a lie. It was all a lie, concocted by our own fears. There were never pots of meat in Egypt. There was never bread to spare in Egypt. We only ate some gruel. Maybe once in a while. Maybe during the coronation of, of, of Pharaoh, of a new emperor, of a new king, we had some meat. But there was never food to spare. Not daily and not enough in Egypt. But our slave mentality manifested our colonized spirit and made us long for things that never were. Oh, how great things were when they were awful. Oh, how much we had when we had nothing. Oh, how happy we were when we were miserable. We were deluding ourselves. And this time, it was not the prophet, but God himself who intervened. Before the prophet could say anything, God spoke to the prophet and said, I'm going to do something marvelous. I am going to make bread rain down from the sky for you. The people will go out each day and gather just enough for that day. We were skeptical. But it happened. In the afternoon, a flock of quail flew in and covered the camp. Maybe they were tired after crossing the gulf and the desert, but they were there. And we just could take them and cook them and eat them. In the morning, Something that we had never seen before or after happened. All of a sudden, there was a layer of dew all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the desert surface were thin flakes, as thin as frost on the ground. And we said in our language, what is it? Mana, what is it? 
And God answered, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And it was sweet. And it was spicy. It tasted like coriander. It tasted like honey wafers. And God taught us a lesson. A great lesson in the process. God is the one and true God. And God, that one and true God, has created all human beings equal. God never created an inferior race. God never created people to be servants. God never created people to be slaves. We are fully human. We are fully human. With our color and language, with our accent and ethnicity, we are fully human. We are not inferior to the masters. And those who think of themselves as masters, they're deluding themselves because they're just like us. No human being is meant to be a slave. All human beings are called by God to be heirs of God's bountiful grace. We were happy and we were grateful. But I have to admit that we were never able to fully believe. As one of your own poets have said here in Jamaica, there are people who are under mental slavery. And we need to emancipate ourselves from it. And we cannot do it by our own power, but we need the power of God to change your mind. That is conversion. That is metanoia. That is changing your mind for the mind of Christ. In spite of God's clear instructions, some of us kept on defying God. Some of us tried to be too smart for our own good. There were people hoarding the bread and it rot. And God said that for the day of rest, there was not going to be any bread. So the day before we had to gather twice and that would not rot. Still there were people saying, oh, you'll see that tomorrow there's gonna be bread. And they went hungry that day. Because there is something in us that lead us to keep on defying God and trying God and trying God. I have to be honest with you all. Some of us believe and didn't believe at the same time. Some of us stayed forever tethering between belief and unbelief. God has taken us out of Egypt, but some of us had Egypt still deep embedded in our souls. Instead of looking at ourselves as full humans, God's chosen people, we kept on saying, we're weak, lazy, ignorant, unskilled, and inferior. My generation 
died in the desert. You know why? Because we could not overcome, fully overcome, our colonized mentality. And that is sad. But our children, they were not born slaves. Our children were born free. Our children were raised to be free. They achieved what we could not achieve. They achieved our dreams. Because what we could only see as dreams, they turned into projects and they took the promised land. Our children succeeded where we failed because our children trusted the Lord. Do you trust the Lord? Do you trust the Lord? Do you have faith? Can you overcome the voices of the naysayers who say that you're no good and believe the voice of the one true God? May you have the blessing of believing the word of the one true God that offer us liberation and salvation today.